0: Good evening and welcome to the Kim B. Davis Show. You are watching a special segment of the Kim B. Davis Show. I am your host, Kimby Davis, and today I am on with Kelly Green, our mental health advocate. He is an author, philosopher, blogger, and mental health advocate. And we're talking about the disturbing story that we saw in Aurora, Colorado, where a family was um, detained because they the police in aurora colorado believed that the vehicle that they were in had been stolen if you haven't seen the video i urge you to search for it it is disturbing there are babies on the ground they are screaming and crying and the police are just standing there with guns drawn and there were like four police officers that i saw in the video I did not see the mother, but I understand that she was taken away and placed in another vehicle where she produced the paperwork for the vehicle. But what it seems like to me is that these children were traumatized. What are your thoughts, um, Kelly? And, and give us some words to walk through in terms of, of mental uh, wellness in this time of national unrest.
1: Uh, let's kind of deal with the elephant in the room. When okay. uh, dealing with racism, you're going to deal with uh, a huge amount of anger. Uh anger I feel personally. Uh, when I saw the, v- the images uh, online, uh, there's also a rage that I feel when dealing with racism. Mm-hmm. not about myself going back generations. But the thing about it is how we handle that rage is going to carry us through these times. Uh, we have to be conscious of not overreacting also we had to be vigilant going forward so uh with that being said uh the family was so uh wrongly treated in such a uh i don't know because i can't as a as a, you know as a father myself you know, i can imagine seeing my family
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh given the george floyd situation uh my whole family's down there could be killed any time and who would say what. In Colorado.
0: Absolutely.
1: And we're not talking about uh Denver there's a, a great, you know, large black population. We're talking about Aurora is like outskirts. Mm-hmm. Uh Aurora, Colorado is, is predominantly white, you know, upscale. Some you know, they during winter they talk, you know, skiing and whatnot. So yeah, they're used to uh us not being around or they used to like discriminating us at will you know Mm -hmm. that's just how they do it in properly you know white areas um and it's troubling to see that post uh george floyd because if i'm stealing something why am i taking my family steal something
0: i asked that same question
1: and you know it just doesn't make sense right like they, they pull up somewhere, like whole family jumped in, and those cars at the same time. Kids, everybody in on it. Mm hmm. That's
0: illogical.
1: A six illogical.
0: year old yeah. was the youngest.
1: Yeah, that's illogical. Mm hmm. I don't care how, I mean, this is not even the Bundy. This is not a sitcom. Sitcom that might be somewhat plausible, but this would never happen to a white family in a rural Colorado. Never that's
0: would. Cool. Mm hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. They, would look, they would look at the paperwork and, you know, get sort of, okay, honest mistake. At the very least, even if maybe, okay, fine, you go to the truck, you say, hey, okay, see paperwork and discuss it. But if you look and they see kids, why are you talking about a stolen vehicle that could have been stolen within minutes or whatever? And the whole family's sitting there chilling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm not. Jour riding and taking my family around the city and stole a stolen car. Exactly. Exactly. So basically, these cops that their jollies off, pulling out a black family, holding them to the ground, and calling justice. Say, hey, we're doing our job. That's not your job.
0: Not at all. Um, not all. You know, and it's funny because that was the first thing I thought. I said, okay, so you pulled up on a car or an SUV that had been reported stolen, but the woman informs you that when you approach her, that she got it back. These, this family was parked. As you said, they were not joyriding. They were parked in a parking lot because the mother had taken the, the, the girls, I believe the oldest ones, to go and get their nails done. So she had taken them out for an average, ordinary activity that thousands of people across the country mothers and daughters do every day and nothing ever happens and I'm looking at these babies who are screaming I want my mommy and I have two sons and it broke my heart and you know you scream at the tv it doesn't do anything but then what enraged me even more was that the police officers were trying to act as if, okay, just calm down. I can't calm down. You are pointing a gun at me. And I have seen people murdered on television. And no matter what we say that we need to keep our kids away from it, it's everywhere. We've seen it. We talk about it. I, you're right. It is rage. There, yeah. there, There's not another way to describe it.
1: And think about it, I don't, like, my son, and sometimes even, you know, the younger kids Run, I, I let them see the videos. Not just the shit. I say, this is where we are in our society right now. Here's the education. Here, And this is how I deal with rage. I deal with eight, uh, Through my rage, to teach. My best weapon is what I know. What I know, if I teach what I know to the next kid, they can add their piece to it. hmm And that's what we have to do. We have to educate our people and be vigilant. At the same time, we have to have these demonstrations. We have to have these votes like today. We have to have uh, real conversations. And I think that uh, Black Lives Matter movement is great. Uh, Our NAACP needs to step up. Uh, And I love LeBron and Kaepernick and all the guys. No, we have to keep fueling that energy. Uh, we had to fuel it in the polls. We had to fuel it uh, and keep it going. Right now is a real a tipping point. If we don't push through now, we we're going to lose forty years of progress. Mm-hmm. We can't do it. We can't fold now.
0: Absolutely, we cannot fold now. You know, you're right. So many different things that we have taken for granted in terms of voting. In terms of being able to go to school wherever we wanted to. And these things haven't necessarily been rolled back. But when we get national reports of a student that is being harassed at an Ivy League school or another institution of higher learning because they're told that they don't belong there because someone called the police on them and they have to prove that they do belong there, and then come to find out that the person who actually reported them is, is, is has less of a gPA than the person that that they're reporting on it just sure. it, it boggles your mind
1: but uh, Trump has let it let it be okay. Trump has endorsed all this, so we had to look at we have what happened during the Obama years is. Black people come to grips with, yeah, we can have a piece of America. We can do things. We can actually have some hope. Trump was brought in to kill that hope.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This is part of killing our hope, and we just cannot yield. Now we cannot. We, we came too far. We're we, we'll not let them beat our hope down. We're not let them cut our hope. We we'll hold on to it, and we're we'll going to show it in their face whenever possible, like I hope they do with a lawsuit. <laughs>
0: I, you know what? And they probably will do a lawsuit. I did see the, uh, I believe it's the assistant chief of police or the chief of police from Aurora. She uh, gave a statement and said, you know, we are so sorry. This was a huge mistake. I specifically want to go out and talk to the kids because I don't want them to be traumatized. And I just thought, you know, that sounds all nice. But just like you said, if this were a white family, this would not have happened. It would not have happened. There was a video, and I'm pretty sure it was from Colorado. I don't know if you saw it. It was months ago. But there was a a family, a black family. They were pulling out of some store, and this white lady who had no teeth, who looked like, and I'm not being funny, she looked like she was a drug addict. Oh, I think I've seen that video. Yes. Yes. Yes, and she was trying to say that was her car, and whatever it was was an expensive car. And so this other white guy, came up and told the the Black people in the car, well, you have to get out. This is her car. He said, it's not her car. This is my car. And all of a sudden, you had all these white men, and you had one on a motorcycle who tried to corral this car. They were calling the police, trying to open a door. You hear the kids in the car terrified. The daughter's in the front seat screaming. And her daddy is like, be calm, be calm. And I I can only applaud him because he did what every Black man in America has to do. He was strong for his family in, in the face of fear. And then because they started hitting the car, he took off and was on the line with the police and they said well did you take off he said yes and i'm traveling now such and such these people are trying to hurt us and i thought okay so where are the police at this point
1: right right and that thing about it again that's trump that's republicans racist being a racist is okay this is what they wanted and we have to find we had to find like small pockets of our people that are surrounded, you know, in right rural areas. We got to find some kind of way to protect them, also because it looks like the police are not going to do it. So we got to make sure. Uh, if, and if you live if you're a black person living in a predominantly white area, talk to your people, get some kind of system going where
0: mm-hmm.
1: I hate to say it, but check in with people, man. Just do that. Uh, Facebook, drop your message, hey, all you know, right, or this one. If you pull it over or something going on, video camera, video take that's camera phones for use it
0: and thankfully the woman um it was a white woman who recorded the incident with the family in the parking lot where all the police were and she just said something told her to pull her phone out and to record and you when you listen to the video you hear it and she said they have drawn guns on those babies and you know this is a little bit unrelated but it's something that all Or I shouldn't say all, but a lot of Black children have to go through. My sons and my husband and I went out to eat for the first time in in months. And we were at a restaurant and we were fussing at the boys about getting off of their phones. And so the waitress was like, oh, I have teenagers. Mine do the same. I said, well, ours aren't teenagers. They are both under the age of 12. I said, that one is a preteen. I said, but the other one is much younger. And... You know, I'm sure she looked at me and thought, I meant no harm. But the reality is, you have assumed that my children, because they are tall and bigger, that that makes them older than what they are, which makes them a threat, which puts them in danger.
1: Yeah, we are a, we are a society that's going off assumptions. We don't want to think anymore. We want to assume. And so a lot of what uh go on, people going off assumptions. Mm-hmm. Like, and the thing about it, we are too intelligent of a people to keep it off assumption. There's too, too much information, too much, doesn't take that much thinking, you know, to figure something out and have a conversation with people. It's that simple. But again, you know, we had Donald Trump, we had the Republicans, they have all these people really who wants uh, strict racism. But the thing about it, I, I fear that our younger people who just aren't going to take it and it's going to be that bubbling up, you know, that we try to keep down. You know, we have to Mm -hmm. be thinkers for our uh, irrational people.
0: And we've seen it in in, uh, protests and unrest across this nation. We have seen it, and we've seen cross um, ethnic groups where we've seen all different types of people coming together, all in support of Black Lives Matter. We saw it around the world. You know, I don't know about you, but the global site was a beautiful thing, because I thought, wow, Yeah, it was. I saw it. Do these people, like, you know, you're in um, Germany. Do you understand what it's like to be a young Black male on the east side of Detroit? It doesn't matter. You you have an expectation for the same right as anyone else. However, because we've been so conditioned to know that we have to interact in different ways than other people, it's almost become a norm for us.
1: I think what what's happening is um, the world really didn't understand the racism that's going on in America. Like, we've talked about it, at, you know, we talked about it, we took our message overseas and everything, but until that George Floyd, George Floyd's murder, they saw it in real time. In, mm-hmm. you know, and they say, like, oh, we get it now. And so I think that's really, uh, kudos to, you know, all those countries that's kind of still say, hey, you know what? We feel
0: you on this absolutely you know in aurora colorado may actually have a a uh, police issue i don't know but they also have another case there's elijah McClain, the young man who played violin who i believe he was autistic he had some type of a, a physical condition where he was very sensitive to temperature specifically to cold i believe or extreme changes in temperature and because he had on a um, I guess like a, a, a ski mask sort of cap, something that covered his head and it went down to his, his neck. When the police saw him, they thought he was up to no good, of course, pulled him over. He asked them to back up to respect his, his um, space because a lot of autistic people, they you know yeah. don't like to be touched or you know it unnerves them. And instead of them, and I don't know what the answer is, but instead of them dealing with the situation better, they ended up injecting him with ketamine and he ended up dying. So when I saw this today, that immediately made me think of that. And I thought, thank goodness that woman was there and she could videotape it because we're dealing with body cam footage for Elijah, Mc- for Elijah McClain. And I don't, I don't believe we've had a video for him.
1: Uh, what, what, uh, we talk, you no, know, we, 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 we talked about war in Colorado, but it it's not isolated. These are national events. So, those that we don't, that we know about, we have to like really hit them, hit them hard, uh, and really get the focus and the spotlight on these, on these national things that, that they come out. So that when we go to the local issues, we like, huh, this is the research. This is what we're going on right now locally, you know, nationally. And so we go to polls and, we you know, we vote. So these people are like, look, what are you going to do about this? You, they can't, you know, especially like election time, we're voting right now. We had to go to elected officials and say, okay, okay, all that, what you said, was well and good, but this is a real issue right here and now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You want our vote, you got to do something about this right here now. We need like legislation, you know what you put on
0: the record exactly, and hold people accountable you know when people when legislators or should I say candidates before they get elected to office when they're running and you're at a campaign meeting or at a town hall or whatever it is, and you see that person, they say, "I promise you, I'm going to fix our police department because we've we've had some people locally here who who said they're going to fix the justice system." i have yeah. listened to them and i think they are very well intentioned however i think it's a much bigger problem meaning that it's it's a national problem and so we have to attack it from several different uh vantage points that doesn't yeah. mean that they can't do it but what happens when people say well i'm gonna fix it and then they get in office they're in office for a year. You don't see any change. You don't see anything different. And then you feel like, okay, they lied to me.
1: Well, I think that a lot of that is just their lack of um, commitment. Because you can get into an office and say, hey, I'm going to do this, this, and this. But once you get there, that shit is real comfortable. People paying your back gets real comfortable. Selfies with dignity, get real comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so your comfortability rose and your accountability fail. That's the problem we have to deal with right there. So we have always like I can't tell you I had an issue with the uh politician here, you know, but they say all the good things and then they look for that pound back. But when the paddle backs aren't there, they say, well I'm not gonna do this or i are really in it for themselves and not for the people. And those uh Projects who get in for the people, they always get shouted down or they get labeled real quick. Then, Bob, we got to find those who are really for us, get them in there, and let and help them fight through the labels. Let them do the work for us that they're you know in there for.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and don't lose hope, as you said.
1: Absolutely, we cannot, we will not lose hope.
0: We're gonna just continue to move forward thank you so much kelly green for joining us on this special segment of the Kimby davis show tell us again where we can find you and um, how how to reach how to reach you
1: i uh, can find me on uh twitter at kelly g live 72 on instagram at kelly g live my facebook page also i have black Notebook projects as a facebook page and My blog is soulfulpages.com. Just follow me there, soulfulpages.com.
0: Thank you, Kelly Green, for joining us on this very special segment on the Kimby Davis Show and discussing... This uh, very disturbing case that we saw in Aurora, Colorado, of course, we will be paying very close attention and following it to see where this actually leads. Because as you said, this is part of a bigger picture that is happening nationally. We have to continue to move forward and we absolutely cannot afford to lose hope. Absolutely. 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 Thank you again for watching the Kim B. Davis show. I hope you will tune in for our next episode and remember always be magnificent.